Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, football is back and Bet Online still remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, the easiest. It's the best way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag, join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you so much, Bet Online, for bringing this podcast to the people. Oh boy, I'm going to tell you about a spoon, a magic spoon. Growing up, cereal, it was one of the best parts of being a child, right? Getting a bowl of cereal, some ice cold milk, mmm, it made your whole day. Well, when we're all trying to eat better as adults, why not have the number one ace up your sleeve right in your pantry at all times, and that is Magic Spoon cereal. It tastes as good, if not better, than all of your favorite childhood cereals, but you don't get any of the junk. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's just a bunch of regular old sugary cereal with some protein powder added in. Oh, no, 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 no. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving, and it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Amazing flavors. I've tried every one, and they're all delicious. Peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple, waffle, fruity, cocoa. Oh, man. All of them are delicious. And like I said, they all taste as good as your favorite childhood cereals. So head on over to magicspoon.com slash Mikey, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today. Be sure to use the promo code Mikey at checkout, save $5 off your entire order. Magic Spoon's so confident in this product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund all your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Mikey and use the code Mikey to save $5 off. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this here episode. Hello there. It is the Mikey Likes You podcast. I am Mikey Who Likes. You are you who is liked. Check out my Patreon if you want to get liked even more. <laughs> it's not OnlyFans, just my Patreon. Join at the bottom tier if you want just that bonus pod. If you want some good info, join at the mid tier. If you want some custom training plans and some uh, nutritional plans and more in-depth information. And then the top tier makes me your personal trainer, your nutritionist. I work with you, for you, specifically you. Specificity means a lot when it comes to changing your body, okay? So check it out. I'll put the links in the show notes below. I am Mike Catherwood on Patreon. And today is a Q&A. I solicited for the Qs, which is questions, on at Mike Catherwood on uh, Instagram. And then also at MikeyLikesYou1, the number one. At Mike Catherwood is where I get more attention because that's where I'm a big influencer. That's where I have a lot of followers. Mm. All right, let's get cracking. Now it's time for me to give the A, the answers. At Ali Raquel. Michael, 
why is my stomach still flabby? How much weight do I need to lose before I get a flat stomach? I'm already 120 and I feel good. I can't imagine losing more weight. What can I do? You live. You live as well. Um, well, I think you fell into the trap that a lot of women fall into. Guys too, but mostly women. And that is being obsessed, solely obsessed with the number on the scale. Not taking into consideration long-term metabolic health and body recomposition. That's the name of the game. Not weight loss. Weight loss comes as a byproduct of it. But what you want to be doing is removal of adipose tissue or body fat with the concurrent gain or retention of muscle mass, not just simply weight loss. Because when you put weight loss as the paramount goal, as most women do, you end up burning muscle mass. You end up becoming a smaller, flabbier version of yourself. Like I said, guys do it too. They're like, hey, man, I'm overweight. I don't feel good. I'm going to go out and I'm going to start running. I'm going to start running and I'm going to start eating less. And sure, you will lose weight. But you're not going to lose the weight you want to, to, to lose. You're going to look in the mirror and you're going to not get the results you want. And you're going to continue to be upset with why am I, I've lost 40 pounds. How come I don't feel very comfortable with my shirt off yet? How come I don't feel very good putting my bikini on and going to the lake or to the ocean or to the hotel pool? I'm still conscious about how I look even though I've lost fill in the blank amount of weight. An obsession with cardio and starving yourself will do that to you. You will lose weight. Hey, you want to lose a lot of weight? Stop eating. You want to lose a lot of weight? Do stuff that makes you burn lots of calories and also stop eating so much. You will lose a lot of weight. By and large, that weight tends to come back on. Science shows it. Exercise is not a great means of calorie reduction. Because the calorie reduction that comes specifically from exercise is going to be a means to actually give you a less efficient metabolism. It's true. Um, you know, people, they just do exercise that burns a lot of calories, like long distance running or, or you know, most cardio exercises. For instance, uh, take the amount of time that you would run. If you're to jog at a consistent pace for 45 minutes, if I'm in the gym lifting weights for that 45 minutes with long rest breaks, like I take, I don't burn very much calories. I don't. But I monitor the amount of calories that I take in. And I make sure that the calories are a specific type of calories and a composition of calories that give me long-term metabolic health because even though I'm not burning lots of calories training, I'm not. I'm not. I'm burning very little by virtue of how I've trained and how I've lived my life and how I've eaten over a period of time, I burn a crap ton of calories just existing. I've improved metabolic health. And that is what you should be aiming to do with the way that you eat and the way that you train. Sure. On a basic level, calories in and calories out is true. But the way that you achieve calories out and the way that you manipulate calories in makes a big difference. All right? It really does. So my best advice to you is to, if not drop the cardio completely, start to taper off 
to the point that you're doing very little and don't lean on cardiovascular training as a means of calorie loss. Do it in a way that is just an adjunct to your resistance training as a way to make yourself heart healthy, as a way to give yourself that little extra edge of calorie burn. Or engage in high-intensity cardio training that would then give you subsequent high levels of metabolic health in the long run. Train not only with your resistance training, but with your cardio in a way that is going to make you a better calorie burner outside of the gym. And up your protein. And maybe don't take such a dramatic calorie reduction. Very minimal. And don't be surprised if your means of achieving a flat stomach, as you call it, or, or getting for guys, you know, they look for that six pack. Women a lot of times look for a lack of jiggliness in their thighs, right? Or their booty. Don't be surprised if that comes with your weight saying the same, if not gaining a couple pounds. I am so much leaner. I have a much better six pack than most guys who are five foot 10, 185 pounds. Okay. Because you got to take the scale out of it. I have friends that are five foot 10, 155 pounds, and they don't have the same kind of leanness that I have. And, you know, some of it has to do with genetics, just like bone structure, but most of it is, has to do with a commitment to long-term muscle mass and metabolic health. Okay. So just rearrange the way that you look at it. I'm not saying that everyone wants to lose. If you're overweight, you want to lose weight. I understand that, but it can't be just a, 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 a myopic view of weight loss at all costs because you end up in the situation that you end up in. Okay, and it might not come with any more weight loss. It might come with some weight gain or your weight staying the same. Maybe small amounts of weight. Who knows? What it's going to come with is a removal of body fat with a, a, a retention or a concurrent small amount of gain in muscle mass. Body recomposition. Winchesters from West Side Rider. Winchester getting wild west. Yeah, my wife's new show. The Winchesters premieres later this month. That's right. I'm excited, man. It is the prequel to Supernatural. It is called The Winchesters. My beautiful wife, my amazing, talented wife, Bianca Kylick, on The Winchesters, coming very soon. Please tune in. It's good. It really is. Garfunkel 20. Oh, serious question. Have bad anxiety after I drink Friday and Saturday heavily but still continue to do it. Any helpful tips? Yeah. And I'm saying this with tremendous amounts of respect and reverence for you. I'm not saying this to be trite. I'm not saying this to be dismissive. Stop it. Stop drinking. <coughs> I don't want to be the guy that gets sober, that, 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 that's in recovery, and then starts acting like an evangelist for that lifestyle. If you're a grown man, if you're a grown woman, if you're a grown-up, period, you work hard, 
You're trying to get by. You deserve to let off a little steam. And if you want to crack a couple, you want to take a bong load, I don't give a fuck. You deserve that. But if you can't control it, you need to stop. It's not funny and it's not cool. It's not a little bit of an issue. And here's another thing. Look, grown-ups don't drink heavily Friday and Saturday night. You're not a frat guy anymore. You're not a 19-year-old kid going to punk rock shows. Okay? You're a grown-up. And grown-ups don't weekly, twice a week, drink heavily. And the ones that do have a problem. I have zero issue with people drinking and using drugs. In fact, the reality is, is I like them too much. I fucking love alcohol. I fucking love drugs. I love them. It kills me to say this, but I'm just being very honest with you. I've never loved anything like I love my wife and my daughter. But I'd be lying to you if I said that I can confidently say that I love them more than I love cocaine and whiskey. Because I can't say that. I fucking loved them to the point that I had to give it up. It's been 20 years. Literally. October 23rd, it'll be 20 years. Because I, it was, it's poison. And I lived an extended period of time thinking that I couldn't enjoy life the way that I wanted to if I didn't have alcohol and drugs. I can't go to the Dodger game. What's a, what's a Dodger game without beer? I can't go watch Monday Night Football, my friends. I can't go to a fucking concert. Not doing some, I can't go to a club and try to talk to girls without fucking a couple key bumps. Yeah, you can. The dudes and the chicks that believe that, some of them are the people that I look up to the most. And the ones that continued drinking and using like that are fucking dead. They're dead. From Hemingway to Kurt Cobain, it doesn't matter. You separate the things that they do, Hunter S. Thompson, all of them. You separate the things that they do, which you look up to, which inspire you, which make you go like, fuck, that is awesome. Take a step back and separate that stuff. And you look and you're like, oh, they're dead. And you've identified it as an adult. You're saying, I have negative response B from behavior A, exclusively attached to behavior A. Got to give it up. And I, look, <laughs> I'm not saying that as if it's very easy. 20 years in, I still struggle with it. But you can do it. Because I'm not special.
And I did it. And by the grace of God, hopefully I'll do it for the rest of my life. But I don't know. I know I'm going to do it for the rest of the today. I'm going to go to sleep tonight. Another day. Maybe you don't have to choose the 12 steps. I don't care. I don't, whatever, any, any port in a storm as far as I'm concerned, by any means necessary, but you got to stop. And there is a whole group of people, men and women, just like you, and it's free. If you want to DM me, you want to whatever. But you got to stop. Right? I say that with love. Jamarufu, J. Marufu, 1622. Should I put a black flag tattoo behind arm on tricep or inner thigh? I'm going to go with inner thigh. Black flag bars, look, it's kind of like it's become a thing. Look, I can't I'm sit here and get my, get my bars. But it's a thing, right? It's like it's like you're now over the hill punk rock guy. It's like a like a misfits skull. But I'm not saying don't do it. What I am saying is like I've seen a lot on the arm here. In fact, Jorma Vic, who used to be the drummer for the Bronx, I don't know who he plays for now, but he has it in the exact same spot as mine. And I was talking to him. I was like, "Damn, you beat me because you're." a drummer for one of the best bands in the world. I was like, but I also, I have guns and you don't. So I mean, maybe, maybe it's an even break, but I uh, very rarely do you see it with like inner thigh. It's just a different spot, you know? So I say if, it, if it's between the tricep or the inner thigh, go with inner thigh. Uh, Jay Loya. For weight loss, what's more important, hitting your calorie set point or hitting your protein goal? There's times on target calorie-wise, there's times I'm on when it comes to target, I think this is what he meant. There's times when you're on when it comes to target calorie, but still need 30 grams plus of protein to hit my goal. But that would cause me to go over my daily calorie set point. What should I prioritize? Go over my daily calorie limit or fall short of my daily protein goal? It's a good question. Here's what you should do. Stop whatever you're eating that isn't protein. Stop eating so much of that. Okay? When it comes to pure weight loss, your question is, when it comes to weight loss, calories is more important. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But if you're trying to adhere to a certain macro breakdown, specifically when it comes to protein intake, which is by far the most important of the, pro, of the macronutrients, if you're falling short... 30 plus grams and you're still hitting your calories, that means one thing, you're eating too many carbs or too much fat or a combination of both. So stop and eat more protein earlier in the day. Just worry about hitting, just hit that calorie, uh, the protein set point first. Get it out of the way. So whatever the oatmeal or the fruit or the avocado or whatever it is or the fucking MCT oil or, you know, who whatever you're, loading up on that's getting you to your calories before you're hitting your protein stop eating as much of that and fill it in with protein or you know maybe the overall amount of protein that you're eating is too fatty that's a problem a lot of people run into you know don't get me wrong i like i don't believe in like low fat shit i don't think anybody should be eating egg whites I don't think anybody should be eating non-fat drinking non-fat milk you know i i i believe in kind of full fat things but you get into a real problem when 
you start introducing a lot of ribeye and a lot of bacon or a lot of MCT oil, whatever it may be, because these things, they come with a huge, huge, huge caloric density. You know, like take a, a sirloin, six ounces of sirloin in comparison to six ounces of ribeye. The ribeye is going to be almost double the amount of calories and have less protein. You know, so start making better choices uh, as far as like the density of protein within the, the protein that you choose. Any advice for raising a girl from C Cal State University Fullerton Blacksmith? We're about to have our first baby this month. Congratulations. And from the podcast with your daughter, it looks like you and your wife have done a very good job. Um, thank you. That's a really nice compliment. And my daughter is, she's a, she's a pisser, man. My daughter's, uh, uh, she's really amazing. She exceeds. I think she can hear me. She exceeds all my expectations of what it could have meant to have a child. Um, the advice I would give to you, and, and you know, it's really, I, I have a, oof. Parenting's one of those things where when people ask me advice, I go, well, I'll give you advice, but I'm not an authority. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like it's really weird when people like any kind of self-help aspect, you know, what it, being a good parent or dealing with depression or any of that shit. I always look at it really weird as if when people answer this, these questions as if they have the right answer because there is no fucking right answer. But the advice I would give you, just in my opinion, you know, from my experience, is that don't fall into the trap that a lot of dads fall into, that I've fallen into, where you want to overly protect a girl. You know, call it sexist, call it whatever. But there's so many instances where I get so protective and so I want, to, I want her to live in this kind of glass house that I would never have constructed for a guy. You know, sometimes she'll be running out in the farm just playing and I'm looking, I'll be like, oh, 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 oh don't run so fast on this steep decline. And I'm like, well, you know what, if I can let her do it, she'll eat shit and scrape up her legs. She'll stop doing it. If it was a eight year old boy, I would have been like, oh, look at this. Elbowing my wife. Like, well, look at this guy. And the same thing goes, it's like, I, I just had to come to grips with, you know, she's only eight, but I had to come to grips with, you know what? She, she's going to have guys lie to her, break her heart or girls, whatever, you know, whatever her, her choices in life when it comes to, people are going to fuck her over. She's going to get bullied. She's going to get, make people. And it's like, and that's, that's, that's just what is. I can't try to construct this world where that's not going to happen. Obviously you want her, you want your child to be safe. You want to do what you can to make sure that your, your child is happy and healthy. But I fell into the trap and I could see myself do, even though I don't have a son, I know I can like see myself wanting to prevent her from encountering any type of adversity. Why? Weird, macho bullshit where it's like, oh, that's my little princess. She can't, no, it's like, no, she's a tough person. She's going to grow into a strong woman and I have to let her encounter that. So that would be my advice. It's like, you know, just be, be wary of not going too overboard with protectiveness just because it's a girl. Because I think, guys, uh, we, we, we do that, right? And like really strong 
women of great nobility and great character. If you analyze, if you, if you ask them, it's like, you know, no, my dad, my dad, let me break things and put them back together myself. You know, cause you don't, you don't want to raise some fucking helpless. That's the most, it's, it, you know, and I, I talked about it with my wife when I first started dating my wife. It's like, that's the most unattractive trait for me in women um, is helplessness. I'm just a little, little woman. I can't do that. I can't take care of those things on my own because I'm just a girl. I hate that shit, man. If you like that, if you're into that, go do that. And if you're a girl that is that way, that's, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying to me, I want, I want, I want boss bitches, you know, and I don't want to raise a girl who isn't that. I want her to be able to be so reliable, self-reliant to be able to deal with adversity in any way possible in the same way that I would want, you know, we, we, especially in this country, right. We value self-reliance and independence in men so much, you know, that old kind of American frontier cowboy ethic. It's like, I, I, I got to rely on myself. I'll handle this, pull myself up my bootstrap. And we made the mistake for hundreds of years of not instilling that in women. Right. And so that's, that's my, that's my advice is that don't, don't see it in that way. Um, and I'm not saying that it's, oh, it's, it's all the same. Me too, man. It's me too time. You men and women just the same. That's like, no, no, there's fucking differences, right? There's a difference in how you handle a certain thing. But I just saying, don't, my advice is don't fall into the trap of being overly protective simply because it's, you, you will see a female and a little girl and you'll be like, well, everyone stand back. I don't want her to have to deal with any type of adversity at all because she's my little princess. Don't, I would, I, I've caught myself doing that. That's my advice to you. Hey fellas, look, confidence in the bedroom is really important. And I understand it can be embarrassing to try to deal with that if you identify a problem. Well, Blue Chew is here to save the day. Blue Chew, it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet, and it comes at a fraction of the cost, all right? You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And the process is super simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved... You'll receive your prescription within days. The best part is you don't have to deal with the embarrassment of waiting in line at the pharmacy, going to the doctor's office, zero awkward conversations. It all comes right to your door and you get to avoid all the stuff that I know you don't want to deal with. Listen, the bedroom, when it goes down, you want to be able to perform. I get it. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? So get yourself some Blue Chew. Bluechew.com. Use the promo code Mikey. Receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. Gosh darn it, do we ever thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. Remember to use that promo code Mikey at checkout. I got a question for you. Do you smoke? Did you used to smoke and you're still finding it hard to stay away from the cigarettes? I can relate. I used to smoke. I used to smoke a lot. And quitting was awful. Plus, uh, in an effort to quit, I just replaced it with other stuff that was equally as damaging, chewing tobacco, um, nicotine pouches, and, and, and vaping, and all this stuff, okay? It's terrible. Quitting smoking is terrible. That's why 
you need to find out about Fume. Fume is amazing. And what makes it different, what makes it unique and special is that Fume is a natural inhaler designed for a better, safer, and natural way to quit cigarettes. It's a no-smoke, no-vape, no-nicotine replacement that also helps with that hand-to-mouth habit of smoking, which is a huge aspect of it. It's not just the chemical properties and the addictive nature of those chemicals. It's, it's the habit of putting that hand to the mouth and getting that relief that you used to get from cigarettes. Well, Fume handcrafts wooden inhalers and uses cores infused with plant oils that are studied to curb cravings. They have flavors like peppermint and conquer with these minty notes to simulate menthol cigarettes and other flavors like cozy chai and lemon berry bliss for a more sweet experience. And all of their flavors are 100% natural. No harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors, absolutely no nicotine. Whether you are a smoker, an ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings, fume is the perfect tool for you. Head to breathefume.com slash Mikey and use that promo code Mikey to save 10% off your entire order. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to breathefume.com slash Mikey. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M.com slash Mikey. Use that promo code, Mikey. Do yourself a favor. Quit naturally with Fume and use Mikey to save 10% at breathefume.com slash Mikey. Steven Schwartz says, may the Schwartz be with you, sir. Uh, I'm tracking my squats, but I'm consistently sore like for two to four days. I feel like I can do more, but I'm afraid of how sore my legs will be. Stick to small progression or push until failure. All other exercises I go to failure. Why should squats be any different? Well, it's a big difference. Squats are so immensely devastating to the system. The systemic damage is so huge for squats and deadlifts. It's different. Um, also, there's. it depends on what you want, Mr. Schwartz. Because if you want strength gain, if you want performance in the longevity effects and all that metabolic health, uh, you should not push yourself to be so sore. Be two to three reps in reserve. So not just kind of feel yourself two to three reps away from failure and pull yourself back there. Now, if you want to be jacked, if you want to be huge, if you want your legs to be bursting out of your jeans, yeah, you got to you just deal with soreness. I don't. I mean, it's it's like, do you want it or not? Do you want to be, if you want to be a monster, yeah, you got to fucking deal. I mean, Dorian needs to talk about not being able to go to the bathroom to do number two for like five days after training his legs. But Dorian Yates was Dorian Yates. But if you want to just be leaner, be healthier, no, by no means. In fact, I, I think for athletes, that's a huge mistake athletes make. When I say athletes of skill sports, if you're a fighter, if you're a football player, <coughs> you know, in, in the off season, maybe far away from something that in competition, sure, you can go to that level of failure and get that level of soreness. But you can't be doing high rep failure squats and shit when you're trying to engage in other sports and, and expect to make gains in either. It'll compromise everything. But if your main goal is to have 30-inch legs and to be a fucking monster, yeah, 
with squats especially because it makes you it, the hormonal benefit and everything just your body just turns anabolic from pushing yourself that deeply on squats so you have to answer that question for yourself if that's what you want then yes you should push yourself to that level of soreness if you are just more worried about having you know getting metabolic health and leanness and and looking good long term uh, no, you don't have to push yourself to that level of failure. And, you know, you could say, and I'm not pointing fingers at you, Mr. Schwartz. This is in general. But you say, well, I go to failure and everything else. You probably don't. Most people don't. Most people think they go to failure and then you, they have to be shown what failure failure really is. I did. Because I used to train like an animal. And I still... I didn't know what failure was until I started training with other people who pushed me to fail. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's different. Where two sets, two working sets fucking destroyed, destroyed me. Um, so, you know, there you go. Uh, what do you typically eat each day from bad Gialgigi? <laughs> that's a fucked up name. Sorry. You look like a nice girl. I'm sorry. I'm getting into macro counting and tracking progress, and I don't see much change. Just trying to compare. Well, for, don't make the mistake of making the comparison. I'm a 43-year-old jacked guy <laughs> that lives, and has, and for many points in my life, lived like a monk, was so obsessed about being shredded and jacked. You know, So you can't compare. You're a female that looks very young. And is just getting into tracking, you know, so don't compare yourself. I think people make a huge mistake of doing that where it's like, well, I, I want to know what the rock eats every day. I do. I'm curious, but I can't eat like that. He's 265 pounds of shredded muscle. I'm 180 pounds of normal guy or, you know, kind of muscled guy. So do you see the comparison or you see the, the analogy there? Um, but I'll give you some insight. I eat a pretty protein dominant, uh, breakdown, I'm not tracking right now, but typically when I do track, I look for about 23 to 2,500 calories, uh, in a day. Again, very protein dominant, usually 40 to 50% of my entire calories is coming from protein and then, uh, moderate fat and carbohydrate. I usually break the two macros pretty much down the middle. I'm not particularly low carb, but I'm not a low fat guy by any stretch. I just like a moderate little split of both. Um, I eat bone broth, citrus fruit, um, dairy, quality dairy, like a Greek yogurt or raw milk and lots of red meat. And that, and that's 95% of my diet. You know, collagen protein and bone broth, something like that, of that nature. So bone broth or um, cartilage, car collagen, organ meats, that kind of collective stuff. Um, red meat, steak, ground beef, bison, Greek yogurt, raw milk, and then various fruits, citrus fruit, apples here and there. Um, and that's, that's about it. Fuck around with some potatoes here and there when I'm really training a lot. And uh, some limited vegetables, carrots and things. Sauteed spinach mixed in there with some meats. But mostly um, meat and fruit and some high quality dairy. 
raw milk and Greek yogurt. There you go. That's what I eat. All right. This is a really hard question to answer from hitting my stride 396. Would you recommend a native Angelino move out of state? If so, where? My HB and I have had it with my is that HB. Is that husband? Have had it with SoCal? We don't want to retire here over 35 years together and just need some space to create peace. Well, it, uh, yes and no. I Even though I did move out of state, I, I'm not saying it's for everybody. I still love LA. I still love Southern California. It just wasn't tenable for me and my desires at this point. And I never intended to retire there, like you said. Um, so I think look to places that have a lot of what you're looking for. I wanted lots of land and I wanted to be kind of left the fuck alone. And I wanted a healthy environment. So I moved to central Texas in a small town and got all those things, checked it off. Um, if you like kind of cooler weather, you know, explore. I, I love New England. New England's beautiful. Montana, Idaho, Tennessee's awesome. I gotta be, look, I know it sounds corny, but I just fucking love the United States. I, every, I, I don't go places around the United States and go, oh, everywhere has value to me. Oklahoma City's fucking awesome. Tulsa's awesome. I love Florida. Georgia's awesome. I love parts of Alabama. I loved fucking Alabama. Never really been to many. I've been to St. Louis, but I can't speak on Missouri. I've never really been to Kansas. Kansas City kicks ass, though. Kansas City is an overlooked play. Kansas City kicks ass. Of course, Oregon and, and uh, Washington, you know, whole Pacific Northwest is fucking awesome. So it, it depends on what you're looking for. I love the Pacific Northwest. My dad is from there. So I have a near, it's near and dear to my heart. My grandparents lived there till the days that they died. And I used to go visit them in Oregon, just loved it there. But I don't think I could have lived there for long term because of the rain. Now, if you don't have a problem with it, then explore it. You know, Texas, Texas worked out for me. I'm having a little bit of trouble adjusting to the humidity because of my asthma. But, you know, it's first world problems. M. Salazar87, traditional barbell squats versus dumbbell Bulgarian split squats. Pros and cons of both. <clears throat> pros of the Bulgarian split squat is that it's unilateral, which is excellent. It's great for athletes. I think it might even surpass the barbell back squat. Another huge advantage of the split squat, the Bulgarian split squat, is that it doesn't load the spine. In any way, because you're holding the barbells at your side. Huge advantage. If you have any back problems, it's a great advantage. It's also one of the disadvantages because the barbell back squat is not only strengthening your legs, it's strengthening your entire body. Because being able to back squat properly with proper form at proper depth is one of the greatest overall head-to-toe exercises there is. You're not going to get the same level of systemic anabolism with the split squat, but so be it. If you're having nagging back injuries, if you um, are rehabbing a, a certain knee or a, a leg injury, the split squat is great. It's a great exercise. In, in, a, in a perfect world, you do both, right? You figure out a way to do both. 
But uh, I think, you know, for overall health, the barbell back squat is incomparable. It's so great because you get the hormonal benefits of having to break and you get the strengthening of your core and the upper back and the postural effects and all that kind of stuff. But it, it's, there's a learning curve, a much higher learning curve than I think most professionals in the fitness industry like to, to admit. And, um, another great thing about the split squat is that you can kind of lean in different ways to focus on different areas. You can make it much more glute and ham dominant and also much more quad dominant. So it, it becomes a little bit more versatile when it comes to like, say, like I said, injury. If you have a, if you have an aching knee, the split squat is, oh, this is the way to go. Hammer them, hammer them, hammer. If you're a sprinter, if you work in a speed sport, um, I think the Bulgarian split squat is like the number one exercise you should be focusing on. Uh, gravity moves me. Is dumbbells only sufficient to getting results or will you have to be under a bar at some point for huge gains? No, dumbbells are absolutely sufficient. They really are. The only way that I could see dumbbells being in any way insufficient would be for squatting. If you've never had time under the bar, you, you do, I think you miss out on something. I, same with in the deadlift. There's something about people who get really good at deadlifting and have, and hammer them that there's a look of power and strength in your traps, forearms, glutes that you can't get really from anything else. People are always like, oh, dude, your traps look cute. Or like your upper back is, and I, and I go, oh, ah, yeah. And then you're like, what are you doing for? I go, nothing. I don't fucking shrug. I don't do it. I deadlift. I deadlift and I deadlift. And you get a look of power. And even when I was using steroids and even I was into competitive bodybuilding, I wasn't necessarily working hard with any of the three power lifts. I was doing a lot more high volume with, you know, pull downs and, and um, rows, rowing machines and blah, blah, blah. And I just didn't have the same kind of, like I said, that, that look of power, you know, there's certain body parts on a man that really accentuate that. And, you know, obviously wide delts, upper chest, upper back, forearms, and uh, calves, you know, if you can, if you can get those to accentuate those, it really makes a big difference. And that comes from barbell deadlifting. But outside of that, if you want to have really high levels of health, leanness, muscularity, Dumbbells are fine, but you just have to have a lot of dumbbells. You got to be able to progress up to having a, you better have a fucking really big rack of dumbbells, you know, cause you can't just like get to have like a dumbbell rack that goes to fifties and expect to make the gains that you're like, if you want peak fitness, you can't. So in that regard, that's one of the great advantages of a barbell is like you can have, if you have five, 600 pounds of plates and a barbell, you're set for, <laughs> you're set forever, you know? When will Dr. Drew be on your podcast? He's been on this podcast a couple times, but soon. We've been talking a lot lately. We have some ideas we've been cooking up of us working together again, hopefully. Anyway, all right. This is a good, good sesh. Thank you, everybody, for your questions. Again, my Patreon's available. Uh, if you're interested in more in-depth help, I really like doing it, so check it out. Link is in the show notes below. I am Mike Cathward on Patreon, and in this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember, I do. Be good. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save.